This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible Filipino nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. Something very exciting, Jasper has actually sent us a video, um, which I'm going to be sharing now. This is the first time that we're going to be sharing a video on the LaFora talk show. So very exciting. I hope that the technology all works and then we can talk a little bit about, about that because this is the challenge that Jasper also experienced um, when he came to the US. Um, and I'm going to share that right now and then we can talk a little bit about that. Um, after watching the video. It's, it's about a, um, a five-minute video. So I'm going to share that now, everybody. The moment I had been dreading happened today. As soon as I entered my patient's room, she stared at me and asked, who are you? I answered, my name is Jasper and I will be your nurse for tonight. Before I could even, even finish, she asked, where are you from? I told her that I came from the Philippines. Her look turned to disgust and she said, oh, Jesus. I've heard a lot about you people. You come here in troops and you work for almost nothing. I wanted the ground to open up and swallow me whole. I felt the blood rushing to my face with intense humiliation. In my four months of bedside nursing in the U.S., I had not been put into such a difficult situation. My patients were usually very friendly and pleasant. But there I was, face to face, with an eight-year-old, catching me unprepared. I gathered my wits and replied, you must be upset. You know, I'm just here to take care of you. I knew this could not placate her. We have a lot of you here already, she said. Why do you come here? Because you cannot work in your own country? It was too much of an insult for me to take. At first I thought of walking out of the room to save myself from more humiliation. But what would that make me? Instead, I found myself approaching my patient. Touching her on the shoulder, I said, with all due respect, ma'am, what you just said is rather degrading. Do you really want to know why we're here? It's because you don't have enough nurses to take care of the ailing population in this country. That is why they invite us to work as nurses here, to fill your great shortage. Otherwise, there might be nobody to take care of you one day. She was speechless. and helped her to turn over. I did my assessment and then took some washcloths and did very care. I changed her sword pad and I put new defense on her. I then started giving her a back massage, explaining to her that it would help improve her circulation. She finally spoke, spoke, that feels good, she said. I wish the other nurse did the same thing for me. I began to wonder if this was the same patient who belittled me just minutes ago. When I walked out of her room, my heart was light. The magic of tenderness Love and care had transcended hatred and prejudice. This is what I like about nursing. It knows no color, sex, age, social status, no race. My philosophy in life is that any human being, however unpleasant, yields to the honest, caring hands of another. I believe this is the essence of nursing. To heal not only the ailing physical body, but also to mend bruised feelings and self-esteem. And on a particular night, my self-esteem was healed too.
being in that situation and then handling it so well. Roxanne and Jasper remind us that standing tall requires the ability to influence others around us by compiling relevant information and effectively stating our cases while also inviting and considering the important perspectives of our colleagues. It's not always easy. Do you ever catch yourself holding on to your position only to realize you've forgotten why you thought that way and now you just want to win the argument? Standing tall is not about winning. It's about advocacy. Advocating for our patients, their families, and ourselves. Wow. What, what a powerful, powerful moment. Thank you so much, Jasper, for sharing that. Um, I think that is just the most touching, inspiring, I just don't even have the words video because I, I think it really encompasses so many things. Standing tall, as she said, you know, as Joe said, that, that uh, in America, you know, being that professional in the face of, of challenges. Um, and I think just goes to the epitome of being a nurse um, and, and, and taking the high road so that you can care for your patient. And let me just uh, share a little bit of a backstory how I was able to present in that uh, symposium. It's, like, it's about, you know, one of the national um, conventions. It's just like about 5,000 people. But I'd never planned on, on being there myself. But as a new nurse, um, you know, you have all these experiences, good or bad. And I'm a person who likes to write. I've been a, a, a journalist back in the Philippines. And every time I have something that I experience, I always, you know, find myself, you know, writing about that experience. And at that point, I experienced that particular, um, you know, situation, unpleasant situation. And when I got home, I was so frustrated. So I started writing about that piece. And I, I you know, I slept. And then next day, I said, well, this is actually a good piece. Probably, you know, I could publish some, somewhere. So I sent it to a local community paper. And so I got... Uh, a reply back said, this story is, you know, is poignant and, and, and good. Can we publish it? And I said, oh, sure, that's fine. And I didn't think about anything about it. So, so it got published in a community paper. And then three months later, I got a call from, you know, a person from the, uh, you know, NTI. And they said, Jasper, we saw this article that you wrote at the, you know, local paper. Can you, you know, uh, speak at the convention during the, the keynote speech? And I said, that's fine. And, you know, they took care of all my, you know, uh, accommodations, fair and everything. So I guess the lesson that I would like to also share to uh, the nurses out there is that when you come to the United States, always find ways to, you know, have an outlet. Don't just embrace those feelings on you. You have to either, you know, sing, write you know, do something about it, dance, whatever. Because if you just keep that on yourself, especially for nurses who are by themselves, and at that time, it was I was by myself. So that was my, um, you know, outlet to write. And you never know, something could come up, something, you know, good uh, could, come, could come out out of that. And this is one example to show that out of a simple experience, a simple article that I wrote, that other nurses, uh, you know, appreciate. 
Wow, what an incredible story, really. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So inspiring. And I think what you say is so, so true. Those first few months, that first year is such a roller coaster and you're going to encounter things that you might never have encountered before. So I think having some kind of an outlet, some kind of support system, and that's where really the Lafora Talk Show, that was why it was created. It's because it's about like... It's about knowledge is power. The more that we can share these stories, the better we can empower everybody who's going to come to the U.S., who's going to be going through that first year and say, oh, okay, well, when this happens to me, this is normal, you know, not, well, not normal, but this is, this is to be expected. And this is how I need to, um, to handle it and maybe to remember how you handled it, Jasper. Um, which was, is just such a, a powerful and, and, um, and moving example. Thank you for but sharing. Let me that. just put a caveat there, Tanya, because I don't want nurses to also think that it's okay, um, and and you know just accept all these things. Um, they also have, like what you said, be assertive. There are some thresholds, okay? So you have to write things every day on what are those bad experiences that you have in the workplace, and if it comes to the point that it borders upon you know bullying or harassment that they need to put it in a different perspective you know it's it's beyond just writing an article or or doing you know something about it you have to now escalate it because if you do not then people around you will say oh well you know it's probably okay that i keep doing this to him or her because she's not you know speaking up so i just would like to also caveat the the experience to say that they have to also uh, know the difference between being, you know, resilient versus being assertive. Right. And there's a fine line between those two. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. Joe, what are your thoughts on the the video that we watched and Jasper's experience? Um, I'm I'm speechless. I mean, what I I thought about, you know, it's the song of Selena Gomez, Kill Them With Kindness. Remember that song? I mean, yeah. yeah that, that always works. Because sometimes oh, when you enter the patient's room, you would instantly know, like, this, doesn't, this patient doesn't like me. But for mm-hmm. me, I would feel, really feel that. But sometimes what I would do is I would talk to them, you know, um, um, I mean, develop some rapport, and it always works. They always, you know, they, and I always like joke with them and make fun, you know, make the conversation fun and then you will get their, their trust. That's what I do. But, you know, racism, um, this is like a kind of like racism, right? Like, um, we, like we minorities always experience that, like in, in, in a different way, like some a patient would ask you to, get them a water, then you run to the, get the water and you come back and oh, can you get me this? And you have to come back and you come back again. But then you have to be um, assertive. You have to tell them, okay, ma'am, the, the nurse's station is like far from your room. Can you think of the things that you want me to get before, because I have like five patients. You can tell them that. that. I mean, they would understand that. And then that's it. I have never experienced uh, what Sir Jasper had experienced. And if I would be on that situation, I really don't know what to do. 
maybe I would just walk out and ask my church nurse to, I don't know, but I was like, you, um, what you did was like inspiring. And maybe if I would be on that situation, I would, I would just do what you, what you just did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as I said, that's the power of the Lafora talk show, because if somebody comes to the U S and finds themselves in a situ- similar situation, hopefully not, but if they do, hopefully they'll remember uh, Jasper's video. Um, and that will be a very helpful, important um, thought that can, that would pop into their mind at that time. Uh, Paul, any thoughts on, on the video and what we saw? Well, it's a, it's a really good one. Um, Sir Jasper, that's very inspiring. Um, and you're right. A lot of people would ask us why we're here in the States. Why are we not back in the Philippines? Um, I guess today, um, the new generation of nurses, because I work mostly with uh, younger nurses in the ER, just because the turnover rate in the ER is fast. So a lot of them, I work uh, with nurses that have only less than two years experience. I think now they're more understanding of why we're here. In fact, um, the first time I got here, their question is, oh, we've heard that it's terrible in the Philippines and you don't get paid much. I was like, yeah, we only get paid less than $200 a month and they couldn't believe it. Um, but um, uh, for, for the most part, um, I would always get um, good compliments just because I'm a Filipino. They say, oh, you know what? We know that Filipinos are hard workers. They take care of their patients. They advocate for their patients and they're not scared of doctors, something like that, which for me is a compliment, but it's also a big shoot to fill. You know, I, I don't want um, to let my Filipinos down just because I'm not doing a good job. But for the most part, I've seen Filipinos work and I've worked with Filipinos that have been on the bedside for who knows how many years, 30, 40 years, and they would really be there for their patients. So that's what I want to remind Oliforas when you get here. I know we're earning money and it's really inspiring to see your paycheck as well coming from the Philippines. But don't don't be fooled by money. It's more than money. It's our commitment to our patients. It's our commitment to the healthcare industry. Um, um, we're here for the quality of care. That's why they like Filipinos more than any other race, I guess, because they know that we're here to work and we're here, we're committed to our jobs. And uh, for the most part, for, for, from the different um, people that I worked with, it's always Filipinos that have very few call-ins, very few sick calls, you know, because Filipinos will work as much as we can, right? Um, I mean, overtime is good pay too, but um, we're very committed with our job. So keep keep that in mind when we go here, um, it's it's not about money. It's it's about how we treat our patients. And Josephine is right as well that if we build a good rapport with our patients, um, that you know that um, decreases every risk for litigations, for complaints, for liabilities. Because when they like you, there's less risk for them to complain about you. So just do your job well and just think about patients. They may be like that because they they have bad experiences with their nurses before or they're sick. So when they're sick, when you're sick, you're irritable. So just try to understand from their side. And if they're really a bully or harassing you because of your race, then maybe step up and tell your manager, hey, you know what? I think I need a different patient um, because we don't want bullying as well. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. 
If you know a friend or colleague who would benefit from listening to this conversation, please let them know about the show. We want to help as many nurses as we can turn their dreams into a reality. If you're thinking about making the step to living and working as a nurse in the USA, we can help you. Head over to KineticsUSA.com to find out more. That's KineticsUSA.com. I think that at the end of the day, it's, it's about the individual quality of a nurse trying to really care for patients, all right? So it's not about, you know, oh, just because, you know, he's from, you know, Nigeria, from Philippines or what have you. It's all about, at the end, at the end of the day, how you really took care of, of patients, right? And like, like what Paul said, it's, it's you doing a good job and not about the money, but it's because you're a nurse. And that's the essence of it, right? Yeah. I, I have one nurse, um, uh, her, um, his name was Christian, and he said to me, it's about human to human. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of like sums it up. It's, it's about one human being to another human being. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we are out of time. Oh my goodness, I'm so sad because there's so much more to discuss and so much more to, to talk about. Last question for the guests and for Paul. If you were to look back on the time that w- from when you arrived in the US to today, we've spoken a lot of pointers and tips, a lot of advice, but what do you wish you knew? What do you, if you were, if you, if you were talking to yourself, Jasper, 20 years ago, or Joe, the few years ago that you came in, Paul, what would you wish somebody had told you? What were your, your, um, wish, what do you wish you knew um, when you arrived in the U.S.? Joe, let, you want to go ahead first. <laughs> Wait, um, I think, I wish I knew that I, I should have when the they were like in like in 2000 i think there were nurses like my friends or my classmates was was here first i should have you know applied that time because i really love here i really love the how the professionalism how nurses are being treated how you are able to practice your 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 um being a nurse um i think that's it (laughs) You would have done it earlier. <laughs> I have not, yeah, I should have done it earlier. I should have not, you know. Yeah. And, and I think, John, glad that you said that because I, I think there are a lot of nurses these days, especially with the pandemic, that are thinking, is it like worth it to come to America? You know, maybe I should go somewhere else. Is the American dream still alive? Um, and what you're saying is, yes, the American dream is still very much alive. I know that like a lot of um, Filipino nurses are afraid to come here. We have like thousands and thousands of cases of COVID. But you know what? I have cared for a lot of COVID patients I, I, for months now, but I have never contracted COVID. Why? Because I wear proper PPE. If you do that, you don't need, ha- you didn't, you don't need to, you know, you wear the, ma- um, cover yourself like, like a mascot. I mean, just have um, a shield, a KN95 or N95 and like a disposable gun and you're good. Wash your hands frequently um, and you're safe. So don't be afraid. It's, it's, it's not like a war in here. I mean, it's, it's still good. I mean, the practice is still good and 
I encourage you to come here. Don't be scared. Okay, you heard it from Joe. Jasper. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, this, it, it's, it's so, I feel bad for Joe. You know, she was put on the spot for that question. That's kind of difficult. <laughs> I'm still right now, after that pause, I'm still thinking of what to say. But I, I guess I'm, I'm probably, if I can talk to myself 20 years ago, I would say just be patient. Um, because there's always, as what, you know, the, the old dogma says, always a place and a situation under the heavens, you know. It may not be on your time. It's probably in his time. So just be patient. Uh, there will come a time that I would question myself, like, I did all everything that I had to do. I, you know, seems like things are just not falling into place. And why is that? And then come today, I realized, like, wow, if it happened that time that I was, you know, hoping it would, then I probably would not get these things, which is uh, way much better. Um, so I always believe that God has plans for each of us. And sometimes you just have to say to yourself, there's a better plan for you. All right. So don't be impatient. Um, there are things that are better. And what is being asked for each of us is to, at that time, always develop yourself, develop your talents, develop your skills. And things will just come up and open up and fall into proper orbits. You know, you don't have to be impatient. You don't have, you know, to, you know, uh, cry or, 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 you know, or lament or pity yourself. Every, every opportunity counts. Every time counts. So you, you volunteer, you help your siblings, you help your parents and, and everything. And at the end, and at the end of, you know, of, of that phase of not having things that you wanted, you will realize, wow, this didn't happen because this is what God wanted me to, to have. Yeah. I am not patronizing. I'm just saying, reflecting on my own experience, right. Danny. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I heard a, a great saying once. Um, it was, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Mm -hmm. So sometimes yes. in the moment, you can't know what why something is happening, why you're experiencing that challenge. But probably at the end, you're going to look back and say, okay, I can see why that happened and that it was actually the best, even though I didn't think so in, in, the, in the very beginning. So I think those are wise words, Jasper. Yeah. Paul, last words? Uh, well, add? to answer the question, like what, what would I have wished I'd known before I came over here? Um, first, with work-related, ED is very skill-oriented. Um, I know my ED skills, but there's so much equipment and machines that were so foreign to me that I was like, hey, you know what? Teach me how to use this one because I don't even know what a rapid infuser is. You know, like how to set up a level one um, infuser for traumas and so many things. So I wish I had known those skills before I got over here. But I mean, patient-wise, uh, I came over here to win, you know? So on my day one, I already have built good rapport with my patients and they're like, oh, here goes the Filipino nurse, you know? But um, outside work, Life-wise, there's so many things. I wish I had known how to file taxes. I wish I had known the lingos with health insurance. There's so many things that's so crazy. I went to the 
hospital the first time, not hospital, a clinic. And I was billed $236. And I was like, oh my God, this is like 11,000 pesos. And I almost had a heart attack <laughs> because I was still converting dollars to pesos, you know? So don't ever do that because it will just freak you out every time. Like when you buy something from Walmart for $3 and you're like, what? This is 150 pesos. This is only 10 pesos in the Philippines. So something like that. And uh, I wish I know how to, to gas up my car because I really didn't. I had to call a friend because I don't know how to operate the, the gas tank. So many things. It's funny, but you're going to learn it here. Always bring a friend with you on the first few days because it's really going to freak you out. When you go to the groceries, you have to use a card to pay. I mean, you can still use cash, but um, it will look, make you look weird bringing cash. You know what I mean? So, um, so many funny things that I experienced, like traffic-wise here in Texas, you know, but I mean, it's all over the states. Like, um, you can turn to the right anytime even if it's red as long as it's clear mm -hmm. with me i had to wait till it's green and cars are <laughs> buzzing behind me so, so many things i wish i had read the the dmv handbook which i didn't i just took the test you know and like right of way something like that so so many funny things that it took me really a while to to get the american way for things because it's so different and i wish i had more information with that but lefora is there now and we've shared a lot of experiences already including this talk show so they're going to learn from that yeah and and we also have some plans for for more uh, information to be shared on those things and as yes. you're talking i'm just laughing because the first time i put in gas i didn't know how to do it and i was i was so nervous and what happened is i landed up with gas all over me if somebody was near me with a with a with a match, I put, I would not be here today to tell the story. It was just terrible. But looking back, funny. But at the moment, yeah. oh my goodness, <laughs> we live and learn. But sorry, John. No, I had, like the, the you know putting gas on your car. I had that yeah. that experience. So I don't even know how to open the you know yeah, the I'm gas, good. and I have to ask somebody. I like, have to put your card first. Something. Yeah. Like. Because we're used to, you know, doing it for us, somebody doing yeah. it for us. Mm -hmm. Like when I went to Qatar or in the Philippines, there is a gasoline boy. Mm -hmm. And then when I I came here and I rented a car, I don't know. I don't know how to get <laughs> <laughs> I know how to open the tank, but I don't know how to I don't know how to open it. There's only two states, and where I'm now at, at, in New Jersey, it's Jersey, actually illegal yeah. for you to put your, you know, your gas uh, yeah. by yourself. So you, you oh, somebody will have to, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're spoiled in New Jersey. Because everywhere like, else, uh, you have to gas up your car, your own. You have yeah. to bring your gloves because otherwise, your you know, your hands are gonna smell like gas. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the interesting thing. Like Jasper was telling us that about New Jersey, I never knew that, and that just you know that's it just shows you how big this country is and how you know you talk about America, but every state is so different. It's almost like a country in itself. Right. Yeah. Well, we've gone way over time, but we had such a fun, informative discussion. Thank you so much to Joe. Thank you so much to Jasper. Thank you to Thank the Lafora admin team for giving us this opportunity. Yes. It was a lot of fun. I think everybody hopefully learned a lot. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please help us by hitting the follow button on your podcast player and leaving us a review. 
If you're thinking about making the step to living and working as a nurse in the USA, we can help you. Head over to kineticsusa.com to find out more. That's kineticsusa.com. Tune in next time for more incredible conversations. Thank you.